Hey, Tony, I like video games. Well, hello there, Jake. I like video games, too. And this is a brand new spooky episode of Hey, I Like That Spooky Game. Welcome, Jake. I like that spooky game. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded great. That was good. That was, I think... Uh, high, high above any jingle we ever could have devised. Oh man, how's it going, Tony? Have you been playing any, any, any spooky games recently, Tony? Well, Jake, I've been playing. So there's like two games that I've been playing since the last episode that I want to talk about in particular. One of which is very spooky. Ooh, uh, perfect. That and that game is Hollow Knight. I started playing Hollow Knight oh, um, shit. Yeah. a couple weeks ago. Yeah, and like, so Hollow Knight came out several years ago now, critically acclaimed uh, indie Metrovania game. Um, it's excellent, absolutely excellent. I it, this is like one of those games that I've always like heard about, heard it was great, just never really played it. Like I like Metrovanias, but it's like not my genre, like not the thing that I always go back to. So. Mm-hmm. I don't play all of them uh, when they come out, but I saw this on Game Pass. And I was like, you know what? It's a little spooky. Tis the season. You know, we've been playing some pretty good Metroidvanias on the show, so it's like I'm in the I'm in the mode. Um, so yeah, I jumped into it. Uh, it's really it's really good. Um, I typically don't like games that just like throw you into them. It's like here, figure everything out. You know, like a Dark Soulsian like type thing. I, mm-hmm. I know there is like some tutorialization in the Dark Souls games, and there is in this game as well. But like, definitely um, throws you right in. Like, you don't start with a map. You don't start with anything really. It's really, really bare bones. But like, it the game does such a good job of communicating itself through excellent level design and level and map design and then um really easy to grasp and understand mechanics you know like basically the game is just jump and attack you know there Mm -hmm. is like a there's like a a focus bar like a mana system that uh, you can use to like shoot spells uh and regenerate your health but really this game comes down to you know dashing jumping and like sword attacks and it's very simple like that um, I will also go out there and say this one thing um, that is not hyperbole. It's going to sound like it, but it's not hyperbole. <laughs> um, this game has one of the best jumps of all time in all games. Okay, it D- describe it because I've played I've played a bit of Hollow Knight. I think I played mm-hmm. maybe like two three hours of it, and I kind of bounced off at a point because there was almost like too I was like too much choice in where to explore next, and I kind of got paralyzed by that choice and just like never bought back into it. The game does reveal itself in in terms of like um, the way certain levels are designed and kind of going from one thing to another. Like there mm-hmm. is a through line and like where you should be going and what you should be doing, um, and it communicates that all through level design. But early on in the game, before you figure out, oh, how do I get maps and how do I uh, buy things to to put markers on my map to make it easier to get around and understand where I am. Um, before all that, yeah, it's it's tough. It's it can be really tough, but man, once you get it a little bit, oh, it's so good. Going back to the jump though, mm-hmm, the yeah. jump is equal parts like it's just floaty enough. Um, you have the right kind of airspeed, so you kind of move yourself a little bit during a jump to get out of the way of things. It's really tight feeling in terms of like control. I always feel like I'm in very good control of my character it feels almost like 
like Smash Brothers to a certain uh, extent where it's like I feel like I have that kind of direct control of my character. Mm-hmm. So in the middle of like tense fights, like I'll like start dash dancing and stuff. Like I'm waiting for the boss to like that opening. Show, yeah. Yeah. Wait for the opening. I'm trying to read their patterns. Like it, it, it feels very much like that to me. Uh, and that all comes down to how well the game controls, but yeah, the jump is excellent. It also does a really good job of you know, the longer you hold the button, the, the higher your arc is going to be to your jump. So there's a lot of execution fun there of like, I'm going to do like a tap jump to do like a little jump to get over this or hold it a little bit more. It's, it's really, really good. I typically don't like the games where, um, like, you lose all your stuff when you die, and then you have to go back to get your dead body to get, like, your money and all that stuff. Like, I, I th- th- that soulsy thing has never been, like, my yeah. cup of tea because I, I die a lot. Like, <laughs> uh, I get, it, I get, tru- get- it gets frustrating in games like that. In Shovel Knight, uh, that kind of got mm-hmm. frustrating for me, too. Yeah, I, this game does a really decent job of giving you a lot of currency or like you can figure out ways to get a lot of it so like i've lost like over a thousand before and that like sucks Mm -hmm. but it's like ah, i can grind out more if i really need it part of the the joy of this game too is that i feel like you don't necessarily need any of that extra stuff like you don't need all these different badges that give you different powers and augments like if you are good if you have the execution if you know the patterns, if you execute correctly, you can mm-hmm. win. And I, I love that. That's a well-designed game. I, I, I really, really love that. Um, the impact of your weapon is also really spot on. Like, there's like a little like bounce off to it. So like when you hit something, you, you bounce back a little bit. Or when you hit shields, you bounce back, which is like mm-hmm. it all feels feels really good. Um, yeah, it's not a hot take that this game's really good. Uh, definitely <laughs> not. But like – those are like kind of the big things that the game does well, but it does a lot of really subtle things excellently too. Like um, when your character has enough like focus or mana, whatever they call it, to either execute like an offensive spell or use like a healing, like to to bring back some of your health. Your character will like flash, so like you'll be in the middle of like a tense fight. You'll hit something, you'll see your character flash, and then you'll instantly know I can do something off of this. You know, I can launch a spell or I can try to get into a defensive position to heal off of it, which is like, that's a really subtle detail that is just, it's so well executed. You know, it's, it's, it's very well done. The game visually is so clear and has like just this perfect, like through line of all of their visual language from like the way that enemies are designed, the world is designed, how your player interacts with things. Everything is very clear. I never feel like, um, the game isn't telling me something it's the game hasn't, uh, I haven't discovered that thing in the game. You know, like I, I never feel like something is impeding my progress because I'm, um, because of some dumb, some dumb barrier that the, the gameplay designer has like put in there. It's all like, you know, I need to get this other item to get to this other spot, or I need to think about how to like jump through this effectively or, you know, it's, it's really good. Hollow Knight, really good. And definitely a spooky game. Uh, I'll tell you what. Um, the deep nest area of this game is like, it's like all spiders. Like uh, Imagine you're in a giant spider nest and there's like, oh my God, fuck that. It, it is, it is very, it's very spooky. Uh, it, it's great. And like the, there's like a bunch of like enemies that like you'll kill them once. You're like, okay, cool. 
don't have to worry about it again. And then, like, a spider will, like, cr- like manifest, like, out of it and start attacking you again. And it's just, oh, it's horrifying. God. It's <laughs> horrifying. Um, it's, it's, it's great. And all, like, the little characters, like, all the little NPCs you meet, they're all delightful. Oh, yeah. They're right? great. The mask maker is awesome. He's just, like, this giant spider that's, like, painting and doing all these masks. And he's, like, just, like, singing to himself and gibberish. Like, all the characters, like, speak gibberish language, mm-hmm. which I, it's great. It's great. Um, the the only thing I'll say that's like I don't I don't like and I don't understand why it is designed the way it is is your B button is like to use mana either to heal yourself execute an offensive spell whatever mm-hmm. um, if you hold down man if you hold down B to like heal yourself it's not like an instantaneous press the button and whatever happens, right? And you get the health back. It's like you have to, like, stand in place and hold it for a beat or two. Right, it's got so that it's like little, like, risk to it, that, like, Dark Souls influence almost. Exactly. However, mm. let's say you let go of the B button before that health ticks off. Whether you get hit or not, you lose that energy. Mm-hmm. So there's been numerous times where I am trying to get in the rhythm of, like, hold this B let go of it at the exact right second so I have enough time to do Get this that other thing. frame perfect input and I'll lose I'll lose the mana you know it just like goes away and it's like that really fucking sucks you know especially especially in that game where it can get really tense and like you're getting you could go from I'm not getting hit at all to getting hit like five times back Back to back to back. Right, to back you can get like unlucky spells. You come across a new enemy. You don't know its patterns yet. Like stuff like that just happens. Yeah, exactly. And it's you need every mana that you can get. So that's like my one critique of the game. And I'm sure there is a valid reason for that. Um, I would be mm-hmm. curious to know what what it is. Um, but that's the only thing I could really say. <laughs> I don't like about the game. I I put like maybe ten hours into it, and I got maybe seventy five percent of the way through of it at this point. I'm taking a break on it right now. I'm to put a little pause. But this is unlike a lot of other Metroidvania games where I say ah, I'll I'll come back to this later. Like I I actually want to finish this one. I want to go back and, and, and finish that game. Um, excellent, Hollow Knight. Excellent. Good video. stuff. Pick it up. Yes, definitely. The other game that I want to talk about, which I feel uh, we get, we got to talk about it just because uh, <laughs> Nickelodeon All Star oh, Brawl. Yeah. So I think last you know, time we had, I'm episode, so excited for you yeah. to talk about this game. I've watched some gameplay of this game. Um, I like saw that Michelangelo Nair combo that got him banned. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So like I I know a bit about this game, but I have not played it. Um. So I I desperately want to hear your thoughts. Yeah, I know. I think last episode I had said, like, I haven't played enough of it to have an opinion. And I feel like I have now. Um, so the movement feels really good in the game. So they added, you know, wave dashing into it. There's like an air dash mechanic in there. The actual movement of characters feels wonderful. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it feels like melee to a certain extent. Easier to execute than melee, but like, Definitely the first night with the hands on it, I could start doing advanced stuff right away, and it felt really good. Um, love that. It can get super sweaty sometimes because of that. You know, Melee is also like a sweaty gamer game, right? <laughs> Where it's like there's a lot of inputs that you're putting in, and mm. it requires a lot of focus and a lot of attention and a lot of skill. And this game has that in there as well, which – some people really like that. Some people don't. I, I think that's a good thing for this game. But 
overall, the game kind of feels fun, but I'll say it right now, some of the characters just don't feel good. They don't feel good. They don't have as much polish as as a Smash Brothers game. Mm-hmm. Um, it's... I feel like the game is limited because it's like... Part of the reason why Smash is so good is because the animations and the hitboxes and all that is just perfect. It's mm-hmm. perfect in a lot of ways. Like... You can make arguments that like, oh, Pitt's got some really broken hitboxes, and oh, like Little Mac, this. And that. You you could say all sorts of stuff about some characters not working correctly. Um, this game, I feel, has that times ten. Like, there's like three or four characters that feel pretty good, and then the rest are just like, uh, not so much. Um, I don't know. It. I am very curious to see how this game evolves and changes over time, which absolutely. To the devs, According to the devs, like, that's their plan, right? Like, they, they've even said, like, oh, like, don't even worry about the graphics. This game's going to look completely different in, you know, X amount of time. I don't I don't love that as an idea mm-hmm. either because it's like, why why would you come on and say that your game right now doesn't look good, you know? Um, I mean, but, it doesn't, so kudos to admitting it. But, like, yeah, and, that's and still, like, a like, weird position to take. Yeah, and, it, and it's missing a lot of things. Like, there's no voice acting in here. Like, battles are incredibly, like, silent. You know, there's, mm-hmm. like, little, like, hits and like wax and little sound effects but there's not like voice lines there's none of that charm i feel like the charm comes in the fact like oh there's ren and stimpy beating the shit out of power toast man like that's that's cool right Right. like you you get that in smash brothers too but if it's like like, silent that's no fun you gotta have your like little voice clips your are you okays there isn't a powdered toast man that's not in the game how the fuck does that happen you know like that's I can't like, wait. I'm curious to like play this game at some point because that's been my like take on it. It looks like they had the idea of like we want to make melee. Like that space right now is vacant in fighting games. Like Ultimate's like taken off and it's like great. I love Ultimate, good stuff. But like that quickness and that like movement of melee, that's a not, new game hasn't been awesome. made like that since melee. And it seems like they've kind of like got that game feel down but like the poly the game looks like shit the game looks so bad the animations look awful like I, it yeah i i don't think i don't think the game looks terrible because there are times like and i'm playing it on pc with a very good pc so everything is looks as best as it can and there are a mm. lot of times like oh that, that looks cool or it's like an interesting animation or something like that but like in practice it doesn't it doesn't feel great or doesn't look great um, the, this dev team made the game slap city, which was that they were trying to make melee, you know, they were trying to make a melee with their characters and some will say it's successful. Others will not. Like I, I, I feel very similar about this game that I did slap city. Like, Oh man, it mm. feels really good to move around, but these animations are janky and it just, it, it doesn't, doesn't feel quite right in the offensive side of things. Um, but defense, the movement, very good. Um, yeah, like I said, very curious to see how this game evolves and changes over time. I gotta imagine they're happy with the sales because, like, the, it seems like the entire platform fighting community bought that game and has been getting into it a little bit. So, I I hope that game is a commercial success. So they can continue to improve, add characters, add stuff to it. Uh, but as of right now, that this isn't a game that I can say I would wholeheartedly recommend. 
Um, mm-hmm. But we'll see. We'll see what the next like six months has. Yeah, it, I wonder. It, I wonder if it has longevity. If it has some staying power there, because right now I think a lot of people are like picked it up and like streaming it and playing it as like a kind of an, an oddity. Um, but it seems like it has the bones there to be something legit. Yeah, I I would agree. I would agree with that. I I don't think it's quite there yet, but it it it's cool enough enough that I'm like I'm glad I bought it so I can mess around with it. But yeah, mm. if people are on the fence about it. I would say hold off until you see some more from it, but um, wait until it becomes that whole new game the devs were talking about. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. But like, I think they did a lot of good work on that game. I just, I just don't feel like it's it's quite there yet, in my opinion. But kudos on them for making a cool thing. Um, let's just hope it gets cooler over time. Yeah, we'll keep an eye on it. Yeah, Jake, what have you been playing? Uh, so I've really only been playing like, one game enough where I can feel like I could talk about it. Uh, that's the the newest. So you're talking about Metroidvanias. Let's talk about uh, a Metroid game, Metroid Ooh. Dread. So I picked that up uh, for the Switch, I think, uh, launch day or the day after. I actually I wasn't really intending on buying it. So I didn't get the uh, Samus Returns 3DS game because mm-hmm. like, the, the movement in it looked a little odd to me so the big like uh change in that was it has like 360 uh aiming so samus can like pause and like aim anywhere on on screen on camera um instead of like just at the angles like previous metroid games uh were built on and there's also like a counter hit which i think is pretty cool i think the counter hit is pretty is pretty neat it's like a parry Um, right yeah it's a parry if you have like a running if you have a running start your melee attack does damage but i don't think i've ever done that on purpose in the game uh so that that feels pretty cool the 360 aiming i conceptually i think is pretty great but it does i think impede the flow of movement sometimes like that was always like the cool thing about um the 2d metro games metroid games uh like super and uh fusion was there's a lot of like really good movement and combat there was a lot more about like verticality and and spacing where when you decide to have to like stop, shoot, 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 and then like take a second to re uh, to like dodge a, a move there, it just that flow is like a little. Maybe I just haven't like gotten fully used to it from other Metroid games, but like that flow just feels a little off to me. So, yes, tell so, me. so you're saying that you can be running one direction and be shooting in the other direction in this game? So not quite. You'd have to like stop. Like you, like you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the L button you press down to like, it, which she uh, Samus stands still, and then you can like aim around. So like you have control of like where you're shooting with the control stick. But I I can't recall exactly if it's like specifically in the cardinal directions and the diagonal. Um, but you need to like stop in order to like get whatever angle you want to, which is like helpful, of course. Sure. Um, but I almost like. I don't know. But yeah, so th- that's like been something I've just been getting used to. Um but like aside from that, the movement of the game is very cool. Um mm-hmm. it's got that, you know, classic Metroid exploration. Um the secrets in it are, you know, always always solid. There's um I don't know if this was in Samus or Metroid Return or Samus Returns Metroid Two, whatever the 3DS one. I'll just call it that one from the from latest now on. release, the latest, latest non Switch release. Dread release. So, um, they have 
like a, a staple of the Metroid series is just like invisible, destructible blocks. And this game, of course, it has that in spades, but they also have like these little almost like blobs of like explosive gel that you can you can shoot out that like indicates where those are. Um so that's nice. It's still got it's got like great level design. Um so far the bosses have been phenomenal. Some of the new upgrades that you get your hand on hands on are pretty cool. Uh, then, so the biggest, so this is the sequel to Metroid Fusion, which came out, shit, like, what, 15 years ago? Maybe even more at this point. Um, so I was always curious about that. I've, I've only been, like, tangentially into the Metroid lore, but I felt like the X-Parasite was a really odd, not, like, odd, but, like, kind of cool potential, um, object they have there. Uh, I haven't gotten to the end of the game, so I don't tell you, you know what's what's happening there. But like the lead up to this this game story has a lot, I think, a lot more intrigue and almost like personal stakes to it. Uh, so that's really great. They make Samus a lot more expressive in it, while still mm-hmm. you know maintaining her as a silent protagonist, not to other Emmett. Um, the big other big shtick in this is there are areas where there are like roving. Um, like powerful mech units and you have to avoid them until you like get to this one point in stage where you can start to fight back. So there's a lot of much like in fusion with the SAX, like cat and mouse, like you're, you have to hide from these enemies and they get more difficult and like more adaptive as you encounter more of them. And the you have Emmys. to like, the Emmys. Yeah. Um, I think I'm torn on the Emmys because I, like that in those parts of the game, it's really relying on your movement. Like, if you get spotted, you gotta, you know, break a line of sight so you can hide or just, like, try to rush to the end. And, like, that gets fun. That gets tense. That's parts of it that I think are really cool. But then there's also this, like, time when you get into their domain where you're trying to play stealthy. One of the new upgrades is, like, a cloaking uh, device that you can use for, like, certain amounts of time. And that sort of sort of drags and i usually just end up trying to run through because that's just more fun to me and you really get to engage with the movement and the exploration there um so i get caught a lot and they give you the opportunity to like counter out of it but it's like a really tight like really narrow counter window which i think is pretty neat that they make it like possible but like really difficult yeah that's what i keep hearing about that game is that like the emmy encounters are like the window is so tight and like maybe just like the people that i've been listening to talk about the game like they've all struggled with it but maybe mm-hmm. like maybe the through line between those folks is all of them are not have like the the super twitch fast reaction time so yeah it would be tough well no yeah that window, that window cuz it's like a it's got to be like a couple frames and it's different like it's not like at the same point in the animation uh, they kind of like stagger it at times so you have oh, to be absolutely see, ready or just kind of like guess at it sometimes which i okay. do and like we'll that fuck up but like occasionally get it it's it's such a tight window um but it's that pretty makes cool more sense. metroid dread super super cool game um i have i mean like my my, my foibles with it are entirely minor as a i think like more veteran member of the series but overall it's been super cool and it's selling like gangbusters which is neat too yeah it's great to see great to yeah. see that uh, i would love to see metroid come back in a bigger way right um my question is one of my biggest complaints with all the metroid games so far all the ones that we've played for this show mm-hmm. is, is it the, 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 their double jump whatever that like your oh the second- space jump is that still shitty in this game, or is it better? I haven't gotten the space jump yet. 
Um, I think Tune the space jump is like <laughs> always the same. It's just like you just like have infinite jumps, but like the timing on it is it's sometimes a little weird. tricky. It's weird. It's always like I can't be the only one that thinks that jump timing is weird. Like every game that I've played where that's been in there, it's always been a struggle. Like I can never ex- even after like having it for a while in the game, I feel like it's like. There's just something strange about that execution that I, I can't get. You got to get like the tap, a tap, a tap, a tap. A, but then sometimes you like it fucks up and you're not really sure why. Yeah. And, and you're like, oh, I'm like five jumps into this section where I need to do it like eight times in a row. And oh, it's not working now, even though I feel like I'm on rhythm. Like mm-hmm. that, that. I think they be, that's just like a Metroid thing, baby. Like the ME timing I think that's is just, the same, yeah. right? Like they, they just want really, really precise timing. That's like, like a a core tenant of like their design philosophy maybe i i, I don't know but that i i think they loosened up the f- window on um wall jumps in this one because mm-hmm. i've been able to knock off a lot of wall jumps a lot more easily than i was able to before and i don't think i'm getting better at video games so i think they've widened that frame a little bit uh yeah. but yeah super cool metroid dread uh, if you haven't already picked it up i think it's uh, and you're metroid curious or you're a metroid fan uh, i think it does well by the series I identify as Metroid Curious. <laughs> um, Jake, do you want to talk about this episode's game? I'm so excited to talk about this game. Yeah, this this should be a fun one. So uh, after the break, uh, Jake and I are going to talk about uh, Resident Evil. <laughs> <laughs> Hey everybody, Jake here. Hope you're enjoying this episode of Hey, I Like That Game. If you have a question or a recommendation for Tony and I, you can reach us on our email address, which is heyilikethatgame at gmail.com. You can tweet me at likethatgame, or you can find our Facebook page, which is the Hey, I Like That Game podcast. Anyway, enjoy the rest of the show. Bye. And we're back. Hey, I like that spooky game. Uh, today we are talking about Resident Evil. Jake, this was your pick. Why did we play this game? Uh, so for two two big reasons. One, I love the Resident Evil series, but I had never played a game that came out before Resident Evil 4. So <laughs> I, I live exclusively in the third-person Resident Evil universe. I... Never went fixed camera angle before. Um, and the second reason, so uh, way back when this game and RE4 were out, so um, I went to a friend's house, we rented RE4, we played the crap out of it, loved it. I went back like a few weeks later, we're like, we should go rent RE4 again. And his mom was like, I'm going to the video store anyway, like, let me pick it up for you. Then, classic well meaning mom move, she comes back with this game in our hands the resident evil remake and we're like come on you couldn't you did this to us are you serious we're like let's try to like let's see how this goes let's try out for a little bit so we played this game for like 30 minutes and we're like absolutely fuck this we have to go back to the video store to get resident (laughs) evil 4 so we just bothered this poor woman for like 30 minutes. You like have to drive us to the video store again so we can get RE4. And we did. We had a great time with it. 
I don't, RE4, could, super good. <laughs> we could get into to that uh, a little bit later, but I will say, expecting RE4 and then playing <laughs> RE1, <laughs> way like, different. Huge way, tone shift. Huge whoa, gameplay different. shift. Yeah. Holy Very Lord. nuts. Yeah. Uh, so this game came out, the original uh, Resident Evil. Uh, the OG came out in 1996. We played the re-release or the remake. Uh, mm-hmm. Originally came out in 2002 uh, on the GameCube, and it may have been other systems at the time. But I, I know think it was, it was the just the GameCube. Okay, that's right. Th- th- that's the version that I played. I played the GameCube one. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one had a really long tail to it, kind of like a lot of Capcom franchises. But <laughs> uh, so this game came out again in 2008. Uh, on the Wii, uh, and then the HD remaster came out in 2015, and it hit, like, both Gen 8 and Gen 7 consoles at the time. I think you just said you, you bought it for the Switch, too, so they... I bought it on the Switch, out, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's came out really recently as well, so yeah, you can play this game everywhere. Anything. Um, anything runs this game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, where do you begin with Resident Evil? Uh, <laughs> I Okay, so... For what Resident Evil, I think, is very famous for is the fixed camera angle. Um, that's in those first few games. I think this one, two, three, zero, and Code Veronica, I think, are the five that have the fixed camera angle. There's probably, like, a bunch of spinoffs in there that I have no idea what they are. But off the top of my dome, that's what it is. Um, so, yeah, you're exploring this uh, mansion. It's, like, this puzzle box map that you're unlocking more areas of it as you're solving puzzles but you're also like navigating through the zombie infested hallways um you know dodging through them trying to kill them Uh uh-oh maybe that was a bad idea how do we get rid of them for real um so it's 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 very much a puzzle game and the action of it is minor because you're going to spend a lot of your time interacting with the enemies by trying to avoid them yeah I, i would never say this is an action game it's a survival mm-hmm. horror, and I think you're right with like the puzzle part of it, because that's really a lot of this game, is here's a bunch of puzzles, some good, some bad. All of them don't make much sense. Um, mm-hmm. why, why, <laughs> why did any of this? Why any of this? Um, but uh, I, I want to go back to like the fixed camera view real quick, yeah, just yeah. to like, really like sharpen what that is because that's really important that's like the soul of these of these games yeah and it's it's very distinct very unique and polarizing i think would be a good way to uh describe it so fixed camera view is basically when you enter a room uh or even a section of the room your your camera your background is a still image basically you know here is it is staying in place and then you have ca- uh, characters models that can move within that uh frame but as soon as your character hits a point uh of that frame where the designers want a different camera view you shift you you don't see that old view anymore and it pans over to another camera view another still image that you're like hard cuts through. yes very hard cut it's it's that's instantaneous. Opening mm-hmm. doors, there's a load between all of that, which fucking hate that, but we, we can talk about that more. <laughs> that's later. another but, that's another like thing in the soul of Ari we can talk about. Right, exactly. Like, but that's what if, the fixed camera view is that is that like you're you're basically you're moving your animated character, your avatar, on like what 
ends up being more like a still image. You know, sometimes there will be interactable things in there, but it is it is not like you get to swivel the camera around 360 and you mm-hmm. know where you are in space. The game shows you the space and that's it. Like that's that's everything. And if you don't see something in there because of the angle that they're showing it to you, tough shit. You know. Right. It's just you it's, yeah. the game demands a keen eye. It's almost like a um could be like a spy with I spy book sometimes like trying to it's not always clear what you can interact with and what you can't yeah uh, I, f- I feel like it's a fair criticism of the game um, yeah yeah I totally agree stinks. yeah it's it's so its backgrounds are very lovingly rendered so the fixed camera angle I know is just like um initially was part of the design choice for its aesthetic and also for its just technical feasibility in that if you are if you have one specific camera angle you are designing for you can make that background much more detailed much more high res than if it's something that you have to interact with you have to be with multiple camera angles mm-hmm. that holds true in the 2002 game as well and the backgrounds look spectacular like this game's aesthetic is so good the mansion is very much like lived in and detailed and like everything so, like, strewn about phenomenal. so creepy it is mm-hmm. so that mansion is so creepy it is incredibly infected effective in like what the messages it's trying to convey through its art it nails it absolutely yeah. nails man. and, and like, even like a lot of the camera angles are cool too like you'll get like a yeah. dutch angle every once in a while when you're going up a staircase like you get a lot of blind corners um it yeah, Which, it all works together very well and like you know I, we were talking about the fixed camera angle you don't really interact with the backgrounds too much except for early part of the game they do a fun thing where they put a mirror against one of the walls yeah uh, for a fixed camera angle and you can see through the mirror a zombie that is like silently creeping towards you and it's like that's that type of stuff that's like you're i don't like the way this game works like that, but that's clever. You know, like that's, Mm -hmm. that's what you're going for. Like you're, you're sacrificing a lot to design your game this way to do fun shit like that, you know, to do the, the jump scare, you know, that, that feels earned. If that makes sense, like jump scares that feel earned. Like when you pop around a corner, there's a zombie there. It's like shocking. It's like, Oh fuck. But it's not like, um, like in a horror movie where it's just like, here's a loud scream to like freak you out when you're all tense. Mm. It's like all of the scares in this game, super well earned, I feel like. Yeah. Sometimes that gets a little frustrating. So there was one specific instance where um, I was trying to navigate from a safe room to the to the first boss and around a blind corner. I just like always let my guard down or just like didn't right, let the get the right line. So I got grabbed by the same fucking zombie three times on my way to the boss. I'm like, oh, no, I need to go in the boss with full health. So reload the save. Go back in. I'm gonna fight that crimson head fully, fully healthed up. God damn yeah. it! Um, I, like it's everything is so creepy in this game, and it's mm-hmm. like little details are good. Big stuff is good. Like I, I like the ravens. Like in like the early part of the of the mansion, like you're in this one area, and there's just a row of ravens, and, and you not, hear them first too, which is like almost creepier. Yeah, you hear them, and it's like. The sound effects in this game are exquisite, um, so it really paints a really um, v- nice picture with its uh, with its visuals and its sound. Maybe nice is not the right word for it. <laughs> like, uh, effective. It's very effective. Yeah. Um, and, like, 
I, I don't know, the the red zombies are really fucking scary at times because like they do mm-hmm. they do a really good job of uh, since this is the first Resident Evil game, it's still uh, it is a zombie game. It's still a zombie game. Once you get farther down the series, it starts to become a lot of other things. But right now, it's a zombie <laughs> game, and it does a really good job of playing in that space. You know, you have the slow lumbering zombies, but then you also have crimson zombies that will sprint at you and like just really freak you out. Then they have all like the 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 crazier things. You know, big uh, get the hunters, the chimeras, the dogs. Mm-hmm. The dogs, the tyrant, you know, like the big, you know, semi-nemesis-looking uh, creepy dude. The giant spiders, giant... Oh, the giant sh- spiders, yeah. <laughs> giant sharks. Um, what, what's the other... There's another giant thing. Snake. Snake. Big the giant snake named snake. Yawn. I love that as a snake's name. So yeah. good. Oh, yeah, and there's, like, fly people, too, right? There's, like... There's like yeah, that's, creep- those are the chimera. Oh, oh I hated God. those ones so much. So... Giant creep. bees. <laughs> yeah, so there's, like, right around 20 enemy types in this game. The OG had, like, a couple of... A couple less than that, but, like, this game has, like, several... Like, what I was talking about, the several versions of the zombie. Like, the OG doesn't have as much of that, but... Um, it's a solid amount of different enemies and this game mm-hmm. isn't about fighting right like no nine times out of ten you're trying to run away from fights you know like if you're shooting a lot if you're playing it like an action game you're doing it wrong so like i think they're very effective with the enemies that there is in this game um and at the end of the day i was actually surprised with the um enemy variety so i want to talk about the crimson heads for just a second longer because what that what happened how that happens is if you kill a zombie Unless you just, like, score a lucky critical hit and its head blows up, or you light it on fire, which, if you don't meet one of those two conditions, at some point the zombie, I don't know if it's will or might, get back up as a crimson head, which is just, like, a faster, much more aggressive zombie. So that's just, like, another thing that dissuades you from engaging with the combat, which makes navigation through the mansion that much more tricky and, like terrifying yeah and like and usually usually i would i would uh say a negative about a game is that it doesn't tell you a lot of that stuff you know like the burning the zombie the game does like make you go through that so like you do know that that's a thing but Mm -hmm. like the whole the whole idea of the like the crimson zombie and all that like unless i missed like the vo or missed like the note i had no idea about that so like that was a mechanic that was like discovered over time, but that was like part of the immersion, I guess, of like uh, I'm in this zombie apocalypse. I don't even know the rules right now. Just like mm-hmm. the characters in it don't know the rules. I don't know them either. You know, like um, adds to the freakiness. You know, like in any other genre, like I said, I'd be really pissed about it. But like survival horror, like they get to break all the rules because it's about you know it's about limiting you as a player, being scary, and creating tension. You Right, exactly, which is the biggest uh, argument in favor of, like, the weird camera angle and the weird controls is to, like, make it it more difficult, which makes you feel more vulnerable, which makes it more scary. All all really works um, and makes you really feel that. I... I think a lot of it comes from, like, the genuine scares of the game, which are indeed genuine, but Mm -hmm. to me, the most tense aspect of the game is just (laughs) the threat of losing your progress. (laughs) 
<laughs> which uh, so uh, you need ink uh, ink ribbons to save. Um, which I started out with a shortage of, but ended up with an abundance of. Actually, Tony, what difficulty did you play as? I, the lowest. So lowest. Um, one of the. Things I like how that, it scales your difficulty in this. Yeah, I was gonna uh, say the like, message um, at the beginning. Yeah, exactly. Like I love it when video games do questions instead of like normal menu options. You know, like instead of saying easy, it's like it asks you like when you go hiking, do you want to leisurely walk or something that like really like tests you? It's like oh, that's like that's fun. Um, mm-hmm. Games like the Pokemon Mystery Dungeon series do that. Um, Monster Rancher does that in some some aspects, but that's more to like pick the characters or the monsters that you'll have early on. This was just to like dictate difficulty, but like I love it when games get like inventive about stuff that's right. um, normally really bland, you know. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, I played it on the easiest where um, ink ribbons weren't as much of a, a problem for me. Like I had so many, and plus. I, I use save states, so I, I um, mm, yeah. negated that whole thing. But the idea of ink ribbons are your saves, and if you don't have an ink ribbon, you cannot save. So, tough shit. You could be 30 minutes into the game, or you could be 14 hours into it. If you don't have one of those ink ribbons, you can't save. Yeah. Um, genius and- concept. Genius concept. I just don't, I don't like that as a limiting factor. I like how it's... It- yeah, it sucks if they it would if they didn't take up an inventory slot, then that just reinvents it for sure. Like so, uh, Chris has six inventory slots. Jill has eight, which is one of the biggest things that I think makes like Jill the best one for your first run. Is that she just has that more flexibility of having those two extra <laughs> slots because it, it comes in. It's so fucking important. I. So one of the reasons why I basically ran out of ink ribbons in the early game was because I had accidentally picked up six things and then I couldn't pick up the key item I needed to progress. I hadn't found a safe room yet, so I didn't have like access to the box. So I'm just like, fuck it, I'm just using these save, these save ribbons right now because you can't discard items. There's no way to discard items unless you use them or if it's like a key item, like once you like open the door that it's going to, then it's like, okay, cool, you can throw the key out. But apparently it's funny that Chris has just like a a psychic sense for when that key has been used on as many doors as it can be used on. I okay. Wait, hold on. Sorry, one minute. While we're while we're navigating the minutiae of a zombie apocalypse, there's one thing that always bothers me about zombies. About zombie games. So okay. Everybody's got the thing of like, okay, the people in Resident Evil get bit all the time. How come they don't turn into zombies? I'll just, I can have the belief of like, uh, the T virus, if you succumb to your uh, wounds and you die, then you will be reanimated. Cool, cool, whatever. Don't care about that. Zombies eat people, right? Yeah. But there are more zombies. So do the zombies stop eating people at a certain point so that they can like come back to life? Or do they like not always eat the entire person no 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 i don't think zombies are that smart i think zombies will eat themselves into extinction that's just it yeah because it's like because it starts with the the uh, the opening cutscenes. like there have been strange attacks in raccoon city victims have been eaten it's like well if they were eaten then the victims didn't turn into zombies because then they would have found that <laughs> right. in the report so how the fuck are more zombies being made? Do they stop eating at some point? Do they get interrupted and have to walk away? Do these people just die of other causes and because there's T-virus in the air, they get zombified? How are there more zombies? Answer me, Capcom. I, I don't know. Um, anyway, that's just a little 
question. I'm, Answer me did, in the comments if you know fewer. You you did you did like mention the opening video, which I will say I think it's actually pretty rad. Like it's it's a fun it's a fun start. I like how the like to take a step back. Mm-hmm. Before I first learned about Resident Evil through Marvel versus Capcom two, I'm pretty sure. Like playing Jill Valentine and that and saying like I'm an agent of so- stars. You know, like uh I never really knew what stars was or anything like that. And I guess this mm-hmm. game tries to tell you some of that stuff. Like the opening video, um to me it's like promising something like that's gonna be like, oh this is gonna be so great. I'm gonna learn a lot of things no i don't know any of these characters who they are what they're all about i really only learn a bit about jill i learned that wesker's a shitty person yep. barry's barry's not great but like there's several characters that they like you talk to like who the hell is Re- richard uh enrico uh i think there's like a kenny or something i don't know who any of these guys are and i didn't even get like info on them you know they're mm-hmm. just like oh here's another stars member yeah, the, uh, the other human characters really don't do anything. And they separate all the time. And all like, the time. And, like, fucking why? Do you know what we've been going through here together? No, we should not split up to explore this mansion. Let's hang out. Yeah, it's really dumb. They're, they're a really bad team. Really Makes sense for Wesker, because, I guess, spoilers, since <laughs> Wesker's bad. <laughs> right, like, it's... <sighs> so, like, I learned... And then, like, I think the first Resident Evil game I ever played was 4. I played mm-hmm. 4 and 5, and I really liked those two games. Um, yeah, and what did you think re- of the next one after that? What did you think of the one after that? The one that came after 5? <laughs> I'm never going to play it until it eventually happens for this show. And, um, and I feel like that's going to be a breaking point. Um, but, like, I don't know. It was fun to revisit the origins of, like, Resident Evil is, like, stupid camp horror Mm -hmm. like that's like it's like friday the 13th or like halloween like movie franchises you know you know it's like stupid bombastic fun and it it was it was fun to see the humble origins and then you think about hey where the where the hell does resident evil 5 go wesker you end up throwing wesker to a fucking volcano (laughs) like it goes from it goes from (laughs) Goes from Wesker just kind of like being a bit of a prick on stars to you have to throw him into a volcano. Cause, yeah, because he's evil and he wants to take over the world. It's so one of the crazy. best features of the um, re-re-remake is that you can play as the character, like the Resident Evil 5 character model for Chris. <laughs> oh, great. The huge. <laughs> so ridiculous. I chose not to. I wanted a more authentic experience, but like, oh, man bulky chris going through the spooky mansion i i do i do love like the evolution of characters over time because seeing chris in this game versus where chris ends up it's like mm-hmm. god damn he just got huge boy got jacked ripped i think he's he think he grew a couple inches too i don't know <laughs> he seems don't know. taller yeah <laughs> it's like crazy. um Ooh. i'll also say um, I, I want to talk about the uh, main menu for a second, which also talks about inventory a little bit. I know we touched upon that, but I, I just want to mm-hmm. say I really like a lot about the main, uh, like that main menu. Like I like the health gauge, how it's like your your like a heart monitor instead of just like a normal health bar. I mm-hmm. like I said, I like um, 
fun aesthetic things like that, or like the questions at the beginning instead of instead of that's how you set your difficulty. I like how in this it's you know, again not a video gamey type of menu or way to communicate video gamey things, which I appreciate that. I appreciate that about it. Um, I really like the inventory management in like four and five. Like mm-hmm. it feels like a bit like a puzzle game where like certain items take up more slots in your bag. So you got to move things around. Whereas this game is like, you have a set amount of slots and you're putting things in there. And if you, if all those slots are filled, you can't pick up the item. Um, that is like so bad. It's so bad. You you were saying that it's like, oh, so happy that you know Jill has those two extra slots. I could have used fifty. Like, I know. I never know what item I need before I need it. There's mm-hmm. ne- there's all there's so many times where it's like I have to go run back to this fucking locker to get the fertilizer because I had no idea I was gonna need it in this room here. You know, like, or I need to have these keys or these masks with me. And like, I don't know I need them before I'm there. So, so much of this game is backtracking. Like I played a lot of this game with a guide because I feel like yep. the first couple of times where I, I met real resistance from the game in terms of like, Nope, you just got to figure out this puzzle and beat your head against it. Or, Oh, too bad you were supposed to know you had to have this item with you to open this door. Now go back through this area that was incredibly hard to get through to begin with. You know, like that shit sucks and it's not fun. It's mm-hmm. not, it, it is that to me does not add to the experience. Like they, there's only so much that you can do to try to like frustrate the player in terms of like for the sake of aesthetic. And I feel like this game does too much. It like it burdens the player too much. And I just get absolutely so frustrated. And then mm-hmm. on top of that, it's slow. You know, like, because of fixed camera, you move a little bit slower. And then every time you go through a door, there's a fucking load. And I don't know if you knew this, Jake, but mansions tend to have a lot of doors. A lot, lot of doors. doors. A whole doors. bunch of doors. You're watching that seven and a half second animation a lot of times. And, like, in like at first, I... I kind of liked it. At first, I kind of liked it because it's yeah, like, like, ooh, what's behind the door? Exactly. What's going to be behind this door? Like, it's part of the spookiness, right? But it, it's every door throughout the entire game. Even when I've gone through that door 50 times, you know, like it's, I understand it's a load, right? It's a load. Mm-hmm. So you have to hide it like that. But, man, it's frustrating. Oh, God, that's frustrating. It just, it right. slows, everything is slowed down with this game, which again, like, Part of the survival horror feels like you're putting burden on the player to, like, increase that tension. And it's like, there are just some things that just, like, this this isn't increasing tension for me. It's just aggravating me, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And this game just showers you with key items. And it's it's so rarely conspicuous about what they're going to do. Um, like, oh, like, cool, I did this puzzle, and now I got the the wind chime crest. And it's like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with that. I don't know, do I need to keep that on me now? Is that going to unlock a door nearby? Is that going to be something that, like, is going to be important, like, up front or, like, way later? Or is it going to be optional? Um, That one tends to be optional, actually. And, yeah, then you're going through these, you're going through these rooms again, you're going through these doors again, you're backtracking, and it's not 
scary at that point. It's annoying. Yeah. And, like, I don't like how many, like, key items or, like, important items there are in this game and how it always takes up an inventory slot and all that. So that all sucks. But then, like, to the other side of it, because of the way that they have, like, made their menus and the way that they have so many key items and they're, like, they are important, you can, like, examine them. You know, like, there's an examine mm-hmm. function. And, like, it's part of the gameplay. Just, like, if you picked up an item in, like, like if you picked up a puzzle box... I would be turning it around and like trying to like look at all the different angles. Like, how do I open this to, you know, to get whatever's inside? It's got to be important, right? And this game forces you to do that as well. Sometimes it's really easy and effective. Sometimes it's just like, why am I doing this? I, I don't quite get it. Like it's like like so many things in this game, uh, they they overuse the smart, clever thing. It's like overuse. Well, it's just it's just too much by the end of the game. But yeah, you know, the first couple times you have to like look at a key item to figure out how to manipulate it to make it work for you. I think that's cool. It's neat. You know, that's neat. Um, it's just neat. neat. It's just neat. <laughs> Sometimes I wasn't like sure I needed to do it. Like there's this one item where you need to like find a fake key to put into a slot in order to like not get killed by a trap. And I was like, I tried it like three times. I'm like, why isn't it working? What's going on here? And then I examined it. And I, I examined like different areas of it. And I like took me a second to find the right spot to examine too. Right. So, cause I, I remember that cause you get a coin and mm-hmm. then when you look at the, I think it's the armor, no, key, you get a dog at- collar and then in the dog collar you examine it, and then there's like an emblem and then on the emblem you examine it, and there's like a shaft that comes up to make it into a fake key. Yeah. I, I, I fell into that same thing. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Why is this not working? Do I have to go find another item to mm-hmm. slot into this hole here? Like what the fuck? Cause is it, that's on? something that, that, that this game would do. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You like part of like, the genius and frustration of the game is you never know what it's going to throw at you. You mm-hmm. know, like it's just like I was saying earlier, like part of like survival horror is like breaking rules and stuff for the, for the desired effect. And it's just like, that's part of the craziness of it. Cause you don't know what to expect from the game. Um, yeah. It's, um, it's interesting. I, it is. I just, yeah. I just want to go back and, and, echo something you said at the very top of this is that this game looks so good it still looks really good it's still really effective like i was playing i was playing the gamecube version and it looked great you know there's like obvious like little spots here there where it's like oh that's like a limitation of the time but Mm -hmm. like very infrequently very yeah like zombie models all look super freaky spiders very spidery super very hairy they're real hairy yeah. Uh, like the chimera especially like you get a lot of like real close-up camera angles on those fuckers and i hate them i hate, I hate them yeah. so much it does, yeah it does so many so i don't many like the cave right. the cave the cave kind of sucks because it's like all samey um the lab the lab in this one has a very like very like lab is cool like grody dirty aesthetic like it's not that clean pristine lab like you get a lot of times in games it's real dingy yeah there's real work being done in that lab right <laughs> not the good kind so as um kind of like a control i went back and played some of the um re2 remake mm-hmm. uh while i was doing this just kind of get some get some perspective and i know like i i've never played the original re2 uh game there so there might be some weird esoteric shit in that too but yeah. they definitely they definitely like found a way to kind of capture that vibe uh, of this like RE1 in a more I think 
scrutable way where you can kind of figure out what you're doing. You can sort of like figure out what the key items do um, or just telegraph what you need to do with them. Your inventory slots like expand as you go on like these like difficult to find, but like really important upgrades to expand your inventory slots. I come across those too. So, I mean, it's, it's the formula is very solid because I love the RE2 remake so much, and it's it's really built on that same foundation that was set up in this game, and it, it is a strong foundation for a game of like the puzzle box, like giant map. Yeah, like it. This is another game that it's like um, I appreciate it more than I like it. You know, like yeah, I'm not <laughs> big, like I'm not a big fan of survival horror games in general. You know, um, so a lot of those type of things fall flat for me because it's like I, I just don't enjoy this. But it's like um, I, I appreciate this game and like the RE2 remake. You know, like you had mentioned that, and like I bought that game and I tried to get into it and I bounced off. Like I bounced off it because um, that's just that's what this. I don't like RE before four. <laughs> Maybe I'm part of the problem, but I like the action. Like I liked. The action of four. I like the action of five. Oh, like those and are... and I'll never replace. <laughs> <laughs> I'll play, I, and like so, and like I played a bit of seven, and I was mm. very much enjoying that game. I didn't finish it, but like I, I, I've, I'll probably finish it at some point. But like um, that game was like a good blend of like the puzzly and the actiony, more puzzly than actiony. Um, yeah. You should try. You should try eight. That one's more actiony than puzzly. Yeah, I. That's what I've heard. I. I, I feel like I would like that one a little bit more. Um, mm-hmm. But that just yeah. comes down to personal preference, right? That just you know differences <laughs> of what we like versus what we don't. Like I think um in two the two remake I know I kind of got to a point where I needed to look at a guide for some things just to get past like like a little hump. Like sometimes there's a key item that's just very well hidden or just an area that you just didn't fully explore um so i i definitely hit that point with re2 that i just like used a guide to power through and i definitely hit that with this because i wanted to go into this game sans guide and then so much shit went wrong i was like i almost like reset I'm like, I'm almost like, I should just like reset from the beginning because I've gone through all these halls in all the different ways. So now all the enemies have spawned. So now it's just even more difficult to navigate. Um, so running through this game blind is treacherous and guides are super helpful. And how much did you lean on your guide for this, Tony? Very, very heavily. Very heavily. Yeah. Cause I, I was the a- first, I tried the first like couple of hours um without a guide and i made it like decently far but like not really it was like Mm -hmm. the first couple of hours that could have been done in like an hour (laughs) because i'm just done right (laughs) yeah like i like my playthrough of this game was like probably a little over 10 hours maybe or maybe about 10 hours but like yeah when you know this game and when you play it right not even like speedrunner quality but if you like can like know the pathing of it a little bit you're going to beat this game in, like, two hours or so. Um, maybe not that much. Three hours. Um, yeah, some of the puzzles are absolutely inscrutable because I use the guide to get through the mansion, and then you kind of go into, and you go to the guest house. It's like, okay, I'll just... Let me blindly navigate through this a little bit, um, which I didn't, I didn't do for long. <laughs> and I'm, 
I'm glad I didn't because in the shark room, so you go downstairs and you go through this, like this really, really long path that mm-hmm. is dangerous because there are sharks there. And if you don't have like that specific key item that you need, then it's like, oh, fuck. Well, now I got to backtrack all that way. So I had looked it up before, but the puzzle that really got me was I was looking into um, these like oil lamps that are in this like one spider room. And they all have different eyes to them. And I'm like, what the fuck is this game trying to tell me? <laughs> and then I, I looked that up. And what it is is uh, a key to a door later, which I'm glad I looked it up. Because I, I actually had to figure it out for my playthrough. Is, like, the symbol of the eye on the oil lamp corresponds to the color of a pool ball on the pool table in the room. And you have to, like... One, figure out the thing about the oil lamps. Two, connect to the pool table. And then three, get that information to the keypad. Like, there's just shit like that that's so deep in puzzling. And it's like, I'm sure that would be really rewarding to finally figure out on your own, like, way back in the day. But, yeah, there's just, it's, oh, man, the puzzles in this are so intense. It's it's some real point-and-click energy. Yes. That's actually a really good way. It's like leaning into that point-and-click adventure game mm-hmm. a little too hard for my liking. Because, like, that's my nightmare. Like, those type of games are my nightmare. You know, like, I, I really want to play Day of the Tentacle and, like, a couple of the other, like, Double Fine or, or LucasArts um, yeah. adventure games. But it just feels like you're just hitting your head against it. Let me try this. Let me try this. I'm just, like, I'm just trying stuff. I'm not, like, thinking my way through it. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying stuff, you know? And maybe that's like, that's maybe that's me. Maybe it's like a flaw in myself. But like, this game has a lot of that energy. I'm just trying shit for the sake of trying it, not because I get their puzzle. You know. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to like Barry. I feel like Barry's like the, really the only character you can comment on. Um, He's really the most game. memed member of all of Resident Evil. It's like, oh, you were almost a like, especially in the original, like those voice lines. You were almost a Jill sandwich. Yeah, Hope it's... this isn't Chris's blood. So, like, like they, they redid tried... the voice acting in this game. It's still not good. <laughs> and, like, they try to give him, like, some, like, banter, and it's, like, not. It's very, like, stilted. And then, like, when you get... So the whole time this game, it feels like they're trying to, like, set Barry up. Like, oh, he's a bad guy. He's a bad guy. And then, like... He kind of is, but it's because, like, Wesker is forcing him. Mm -hmm. And then, as fast as that reveal happened, he switched again and then shot Wesker. And it's like, what's going on with Barry? What's what's going on with this guy? I'm I'm having such a hard time getting a read what this dude is doing. You know, is it, it, like, I don't, I don't get it. When did Wesker abduct his family? Like, did, like, has he, was Barry working with Wesker the whole time? Or? I think... Everybody is working for Wesker, but, like, not as known. Because that's what he says to me at the end of my campaign. He's like, oh, you got very far, but what could I expect from my little stars? Like, I've been working for Umbrella this whole time, and they let me test the units on you or something like that. So it's like Wesker made stars specifically to be, like, an Umbrella, like, clandestine unit in the police and nobody knew but like barry knew but because he was like being bribed or held hostage 
Yeah, it's it, uh, yeah. It's my fault for asking the questions about the story in this game because, like, that's because it's not like anything deeper. Um, no, not stuff. really. Yeah, the for the amount of world building, the like personal storytelling is entirely lacking in this game. All the narrative is told through the environment, through the through the notes, talking to people is. Almost useless, because if you think about it, so they're on a rescue mission, they go down, they get attacked, they go into this mansion, and then they're just like, guess we'll just start doing some puzzles while we're here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So there's really no, there's no build up there. These are empty vessels that deliver one-liners, and they became, they became something a whole lot more in like 15 games of releases. (laughs) Yeah, and, and like, you know, Resident Evil 2 is the one that really pushes a lot of story stuff forward. Like, you don't really even hear about Raccoon City mm-hmm. RE1, but RE, but like that's, like, the thing, right? Like, that's, like, one of the things that people, I would think, associate with Resident Evil the most is the name Raccoon City. Raccoon, the whole catalyst for that whole thing, yeah. But, yeah, this yeah, is yeah, a very yeah. contained story, both very geographically so. and with its narrative. I mean, I guess other than starting the flaming hot rivalry between Chris and Wesker. I kind of wish I played uh, Chris's playthrough just to see their interactions. Um, it's it's pretty brief. It's just basically like, hey, hey, you Chris, you go look around over there. Uh, I think he like at the um like the chained girl boss. That you like bump into a few times, and then when you actually have the boss fight with her, you interact with Wesker in that one, right? In the Jill campaign as well. Yeah, yeah. Like she's taking pot shots at her. Yeah, but then other than like the very end of the game, where it's like I've been evil the whole time. There's a cutscene where like Chris walks up to him and he's just like shooting at something, and you never sh- see what he's shooting at. Like he just like pops off three rounds. He turns around. And it's like, oh hey Chris, like go explore the mansion some more. And then like the cutscene ends, and like there's no like. There was nothing in this hallway. What was he shooting at? <laughs> what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> just wasting this bullet? Um, uh, Jake, what, uh, you think you can uh, give us a verdict? You think you're there? I th- anything, anything else you want to say about said game? Nothing Nothing else, really. It's just, it's like you were saying, I, ad- I admire the game, but I don't know if I like it so much. Which sucks, because I love, I love Resident Evil... I love my thick arm Chris Redfield. Like, that guy's so great. He's one of my favorite characters. And, like, it's just... It's so... It's so much in this game. Yeah, like... I'm leaning towards a, hey, I don't like this game. Like, uh... I... RE4 is, like, the most, hey, I like this game. Ever. But this Mm -hmm. game is just, like... It's just the aesthetic. I don't get anything from the gameplay of this you yeah. know, like if if somehow they were able to like you no know, there's no way like to make a movie of this but no they've tried it and it's been bad um, <laughs> i think they're gonna like, try again actually yeah exactly <laughs> they're gonna keep they're gonna keep doing it because it at the end of the day it is a good idea because it's the gameplay, so good because the gameplay of resident evil is not the thing it's the mood it's the it's the at it's the aesthetic but i think part of why that is so effective is because it is a video game and it's like it has, a, and it's like the gameplay limitations, like all add to that. It still doesn't mean I want to play it, you know. Like I, mm-hmm. I still, I like 
RE4 and I like RE5 because I like the action-y st- I like to play the game and then on top of it have this like cheesy B-horror movie type experience, you know? Right, like, but that uses that uh, like resource management as like a metric still, like it, that right, thriller right. sort of action. Right, exactly. They could still say it's survival horror, but really it's not survival horror, you know? Like it's more mm-hmm. it's more horror than the survival part, you know? Um, it, it, I like that there's a bunch of shitty movies and TV shows based on this property because that's like what it is, you know? It mm-hmm. is... The B-movie concept in writing, in execution, that is what this game is. And that has staying power with a lot of people. And it, like, it's very iconic. Uh, it it kind of reminds me of, like, what people like about, like, Fast and the Furious. Like, it's <laughs> it's just such a weird... It's just such a, this weird thing uh. that evolves and changes. But it can be almost anything. And it could... It's just... There's something about these things pushed together that people really like but it's not for me although i enjoy stuff about it like if that makes any sense right yeah Um, totally i appreciate the hell out of this game but this show is not hey i appreciate that game hey i like that game yeah that one's launching in 2022 (laughs) (laughs) that is like the jump like what what how is that any different than this show (laughs) i don't think i don't know just talk about uh, yeah, talk about exactly. shitty games that you love. Oh man, about, I could I could start a podcast on the <laughs> shitty games I love. Actually, <laughs> uh, yeah, I get this game. Like, I get why it's so beloved. Why the franchise is so beloved, even just like based on its aesthetic and its gameplay. Like, if you're into that kind of puzzly game, if you want it for its pure horror value. It's got that in spades, um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm not as engrossed by that gameplay style, which is why I also lean pretty heavily on my guide too. Because when you do have to figure that out, it's it's tough. It's tough to engage with, and the horror aspects of it just kind of make it make it like mist. But you have to, I don't know, win a round of rock paper scissors in between each each like puzzle, and if that's your bag, like, I get it. Like, there are so many amazing things I could say about this game, and I am happy it's gone in the direction it has, because it's given me a lot of games that I really, really love. And, like, thank you for birthing that Resident Evil, but your, your time's passed, old man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, hey, I don't like that game, but... um. Thank you for your service, Resident <laughs> Evil. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm glad this game did well enough to get a sequel and that they continue to build on that. Like I I'm glad where it is. This is not the one. I'm so thrilled what they did with the the remakes for 2 and 3. Like they did some really cool stuff there. Um if they actually do do the remake of 4, no idea what that's going to be like. I don't think they should, to, okay. if I'm being honest. <laughs> Hear me out. Hear me out. They go fix camera. <laughs> <laughs> they go. They flip it. They make a good game bad. They just go, wow, fuck you. Oh, <laughs> Expectations. Man. Slashed. The biggest, like, the only real reason I want an RE4 remake is I want to see um, Ramon Salazar 
in modern day <laughs> graphics. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Other than that, not needed. RE4, also a game that is out on every console known to man. Um, that's, that's what Capcom does. Yeah. Except for Street Fighter V. But that's that's new here nor there. Uh, Jake, do you want to hear what we're going to play next? I do. I hear it's I hear it's spooky. Because I think okay. we're going to try to get another spooky out. Yeah, we're going to try to do a Hey, I like that uh, spooky game uh, part two. Another another spooky game. Uh, Jake, for the, for the next episode, I like that game. Mm-hmm. We're going to play a game called What Remains of Edith Finch. Um, not necessarily horror. It's mm-hmm. more of like a spook. It's more spooky than horror, I would say. Um, it's also just delightful. It's just mm-hmm. a great It's a great game. Um, a really good experience. Meant to be played in one sitting. So I uh, will ask, just start to finish. Give yourself about two and a half hours. Maybe three okay. hours. Um, I can find that time in my life. Uh, it is okay. on Game Pass as well, so uh, for the folks at home, if you want to play it as well, uh, give it a go. Uh, One sitting or don't it? listen to our episode. <laughs> it's like, well, well, we'll think of this like a book club, you know? Like, this, this show's kind of like a book club, right? Like, we, a little nobody bit, else yeah. is playing the games along with us, but, you know, like, for this one, you got no... You got no excuse. It's a, re- it's a very good game. You can find it for really cheap. It's on, like, all... most things. Uh, and it's also on Game Pass. So if you got Game Pass... I'm curious. This is one that I don't think I ever would have actually played, but I have heard nothing but great things about. Yes. So on the next episode of Hey, I Like That Game, what remains of Edith Finch? We'll find out. Uh, Jake, where can the folks find <laughs> us on the internet? Oh, man. Well, they can find us on Twitter at Like That Game. Our Facebook is the Hey, I Like That Game podcast. Find us around there. You can ask us all sorts of wacky wild questions or tell us how more zombies are made if zombies eat people you can email us at uh hey i like that game at gmail.com you can find us streaming twitch.tv slash hey i like that game tony's doing the troll league league tournaments going on for the month of october league trolley tournaments yeah league trolley so league trolley um we've got two more left we have well as of this recording one tomorrow and then uh last tuesday of the month uh, I'll be running the last one. There is a season two, but I don't know if uh, if we're doing it again or what the format's going to be like. But this has been a really solid two months. Uh, shout out to Trolley again. They uh, they they did right by our community, and we really appreciate that. Um, so go buy some uh, sour gummy worms, folks. I do love <laughs> I do love those sour gummy worms. You know what? I usually don't like those type of candies, but. I I really like the the was it the sour bright crawlers or whatever like they're they're great it's a very good consistency it's a very good mm-hmm. consistency of a candy I think that it's got a good mouth feel <laughs> <laughs> that's one it's one thing I did not think I'd be saying during the Resident Evil episode mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but yeah also <laughs> on that Twitch we're gonna be doing a pretty big event coming up here Tony. Yeah, November 6th, the 24-hour Hey, I Like That Game charity marathon for NAMI. Um, National, National Alliance on Mental Illness. That's correct. Yeah. Nailed it. First try. Right. I, th- I had to think for a second. You could tell me, hes- <laughs> could, you could hear me hesitating as I was going through it, too. <laughs> but yeah, mark your calendars, folks. November 6th, we're going to be on for 24 hours straight. We've got a bunch of stuff 
lined up a lot of games, a lot of prizes, a bunch of guests popping in and out, a bunch of just a bunch of great times. And you know what, Jake, you're about to look like a totally different person. I it's am gonna be great. I'm going to shave my beard and cu- cut my hair into whatever form the audience donates for. Yeah, it, we we came up with this concept called Character Creator Jake. So, uh, <laughs> folks at home, when you donate during the stream, you can choose uh, how you would like Jake to look by the end of it. I think we're doing haircut, uh, beard, and uh, color of hair. Mm-hmm. Select a bunch of different stuff. So, uh, Jake will be evolving over the course. And I've been of I've our been growing hours. it all out. So, you guys got a lot of canvas to work with. Jake, we're gonna need a before picture. Um, you know, before the stream, so we can show everyone how much you look like a caveman. Uh, it, it's, I'm impressed by the beard that you got going on right now. It is. It's a lot. This is might be the beardiest <laughs> I've ever been. This is pretty beardy. So, folks, <laughs> definitely tune in uh, to do that. I also will be getting pelted with a lot of water balloons that increases in amount as you guys donate. So, watch me get pummeled in fucking November. I'm gonna be freezing. <laughs> Donate for pain. And you're doing your squats, too? What's coming first? Squats are pelted with water balloons. Squats first. So it'll be nice and cooled down by then. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, folks, uh, definitely mark your calendars. Watch our socials. We're going to be posting about it a bunch Mm -hmm. over the course of the next couple of weeks. Uh, Should be a lot of fun. All going to a great cause. Uh, Well, Jake, as always, live life passionately. Love each other unconditionally. And play video games. And eat brains. Hey there, folks. Tony here. Thanks for listening to the podcast this week. If you'd like the show, consider dropping us a rating and review on whatever platform that you're listening to this on. You know, every little bit helps. Uh, we are also streaming regularly on Twitch now. Uh, come hang out and join in on the Nonsense Live Monday, Tuesday, and Thursdays every week with a bonus uh, stream tossed in there for good measure every once in a while. Make sure to hit that follow button on the Twitch channel to join the Coops Club. Love you all. Bye.